you can learn to be confident. And that is a learning process. It's a journey. And like with everything else that, that is, um, um, is practiced, it becomes a skill. The more you practice it, the better you become at it and the easier and much more comfortable it becomes. This is the Reframe Your Journey podcast because we know you can go further and faster together. It doesn't have to be a guessing game. Each session, we'll be getting into advice and tactical tools centered around the three S's of strategy, systems, and long-term success. I'm Greg Ryder, entrepreneur, course creator, and coach. Let's dive in. My guest this week is for all the movers and shakers out there who love to seek out how to find calmness. They're grounded in logic, biology, and truly trying to understand themselves. She runs an immensely impactful coaching practice and programs through Action Taker, and she's a master in helping others through the process of change, how to uncover their abilities to manage overwhelm, how to remain in control through all the ups and downs, and really how to become the best versions of themselves. Please welcome Germany's Carmen Rum. Hi, Carmen. Welcome to the Reframe Series podcast, where we are talking to entrepreneurs and professionals all over the globe who are making an impact on so many people's lives. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you? I'm great, Greg. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, I love it. Carmen, you sparked the seed for this podcast. You know that? This was an earlier conversation of ours. And, you know, we have these conversations all the time. And I thought it's time to hit record and add value to, to others. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited to, to get into it. I'm going to share a few of your posts that will kind of guide us uh, along the way and get us into today. I know we see eye to eye on a lot of things in our approaching and with our client uh, approaches. Let me ask you before we get into that, though, what made you get into coaching in the first place? Why coaching? What's it do for you? Right. Okay. I love this question, Greg. And you probably know already the, the longer version of it, but the shorter version of it is I've been told I'm asking really good questions. And what is the, the uh, a coach supposed to do? Ask you good questions. So uh, this just came naturally and it evolved from just getting, you know, one client by accident to to now serving uh, a bigger community and and really changing people's lives. Because when you you look from a different perspective than the person in the situation, you can actually help them resolve uh, the, the respective situation and you can you can help change their perspective. So I think this is what I really enjoy about my my work as a coach. Yeah. Nice. Those light bulb moments that you get with people as you're working with them. Exactly. And you know, it goes two ways, Greg. Many times, the the answers that I get from my coaching clients spark in me really good questions. So I think I grow and I learn as I help others, which I think is a really, really awesome thing to do. Uh, it's It's one way to learn from formal education or from self-study like books and and learning learning online or just studying by yourself self-guided and it's a completely different model of, of learning from snippets of wisdom that you collect from others and I strongly believe that you know with my coaching clients um, and generally speaking people we are not better than others we are not worse than others because we each have our own individual journeys it's just that how can we best support each other in our own 
journey, uh, making sure that we make the relevant progress, making sure that we stick with the general, you know, guidelines, like always be kind, always support each other. So I think that's what I really, really enjoy in, in my coaching as well, because when I, I look at my, my coaching clients as my teachers as well, I learn a lot from the interaction and, and that is something that helps my learning that is in, in, in this very impromptu, very flexible format. Amazing. You know, as somebody who is a, I would classify myself as a natural introvert, learning to ask good questions and getting the building up bravery to ask good questions was a total game changer for me. Because I knew I could add value to the room and people around us by asking good questions. And once I started being brave enough to speak up and let my leaders know I cared enough to ask, it was a, it was a big difference. So I love that answer. Okay, here we go, Carmen. I'm going to share the first post here for you. This All one right. is around overthinking around action, potentially from fear of a failure versus chasing dreams. So here you say right. you're overthinking your actions and how people will react or trying to avoid failure. Uh, I'm not saying you know taking any action just to stay busy is, is the path, but life has an end. So take your journey seriously. So maybe you can share with us a little bit about that in what you see in the workplace with your clients around maybe overthinking the action itself. Right. Yeah. I think this is one of the posts that was inspired by looking back at my life and by some interactions that I've had early on in my coaching um, um, practice with clients that would tell me how, that would ask me, how do you balance taking action with not taking action where how do you hit that sweet spot right and when we started looking into is do you behave like a perfectionist this this is where the, the post was actually born because if we look at, at people that are overthinking they are over, usually pro, um, perfectionists so people that are overthinking that are doing that not because they enjoy it necessarily, but because that is a way of making sure that they're, what they are doing is going to be perfect. And that need of perfection is actually uh, has, has a, a very interesting psychological root that is saying, if I'm not perfect, I'm not good enough. I cannot be loved. I cannot be accepted. I cannot belong be it in the workplace or with a family or with a partner. So that, that perfectionist, perfectionism is actually um, looking into acceptance. And then you really want to do everything perfect. And then you really want, are thinking, is this right? Is this right? Should I do this? Should I do that? At some point, you really need, need to take a decision. And sometimes the best decisions that you are making are the ones that are very, um, let's say, um, very on the spot, very taken very, very quickly, maybe not even thinking things through um, without thinking of all the details. Um, and this is something that I'm encouraging through this post. You know, don't overthink. Sometimes it's okay to just say yes without necessarily knowing the how. Just right. saying yes, and you are going to figure out the details um, thereafter. Yeah. Of course, when you unpack this from a psychological perspective, and we look into you know perfectionists that always want to be accepted and appreciated and loved because that's how they find their self worth. 
it's really important to mention that you know there needs to be that that balance with overthinking a balance with not taking action so it has much more more um um different aspects that need to be taken into account also looking at the individual's confidence is very right. important because you need to be confident enough to take that bold uh, decision to say yes without figuring out having figured out the how so right. it's a mixture of psychological elements that go into this right but my post is is trimming everything down and is saying hey if you you are catching yourself overthinking it guess what life is going to to pass by you so just say yes and get things done because then you're going to to really appreciate it and you don't you don't have a lot of time to 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 just think things through so for every single decision that you need to make and you know for me if i overthink something then the task becomes much greater than it may actually be, right? It feels heavier than what the actual effort required to to do the task. And, you know, you mentioned confidence there, you know, so the more you take the action and complete it without knowing all the details, you're going to build that up. So let's take a, take a look at uh, another post here um, on that note. So this next one, Carmen, is about 20 things you mentioned here that destroy confidence. And you have a long list of things here, fear of being judged, negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, overthinking, like we just talked about, you know, worry, toxic people, you know, so many good things on this list. And you say, what would you add, avoid at, at all costs? Let's talk a little bit about confidence. When somebody comes to you, do you find the common theme is they have it and confidence be lost and it regained? Is it a slow buildup? What do you see as a common theme around confidence, Carmen? Yeah, I would say, Greg, the starting point is the lack thereof, because I work a lot with clients uh, that want to gain more confidence. This is one of, of the areas that I'm passionate about, and I have a lot of really good results. So typically, the, the, my clients would come to me with this need expressed or, or not directly expressed of, how do I get more confident? How do I make sure that, you know, I... I project this image that I have everything under control, that everything is fine. And um, we we start unpacking, you know, what is preventing them from being confident. And this is how actually this list was born. It's, it didn't come from one person. It's actually a conglomerate of, of many feedback and much input. Uh, so not everyone who is not confident would have all the 20 uh, symptoms that I'm I'm uh, I'm um, listing there but it's just a comprehensive list for everyone to understand that yeah these are really blockers in in the in the way of confidence um and I've actually had another post uh, that was related to and I asked everyone do you think confidence is born or can be learned are we right. born with it or can confidence be learned it was so interesting to see the reaction of, of my readers because majority said, actually, you can learn it. And that is actually the truth. You can learn to be confident. And that is a learning process. It's a journey. And like with everything else that, that is, um, um, is practiced, it becomes a skill. The more you practice it, the better you become at it and the easier and much more comfortable it becomes. Yeah. Right. One of yeah. the of the topics that I, I, I talk a lot, especially when I do with my with my clients hypnotherapy, which is one of the areas that I'm uh, one tool that I'm using for my coaching is I always tell them that in order to learn a new skill, in order to form a new habit, their mind is actually um, 
on duty to make the unfamiliar familiar. That's the secret. So if you want something more into your life, bigger, better, then all you need to do is to make that thing familiar. Right. Okay? And how do you do that is by repetition. So going back to the confidence part, how can you become more confident while well, making that feeling of being confident familiar? Familiar. Right? Yes. Exercising, practicing it. The more you practice the feeling, the better you're going to, to have the feeling and also you know, it's going to, to be more natural. Right? And I think it's really important to point out that uh, there are only very few individuals that are 100% confident. You, it's That's very difficult to obtain. Why is it? Because life throws at you very different elements. Um, I know a lot of people that are very confident in one area, but are not that confident in another. They may be very good, very confident people at work, but be very, very um, out of their comfort zone in social circumstances, right? right? There are people that are very comfortable and very, very confident with working one to one, but they would really absolutely hate to speak in public, for example. Yeah. Yes, so the yeah. confidence level is actually very specific to the domain, the area that you're talking about, but also to the challenge that you have ahead of you. Some people are much better at dealing with uh, ambiguity than others. Some like more uh, more, sta more stability, whereas others are innovators. So we are all unique in our own way. So I don't believe that you can be 100% confident all the time, but I believe in the following thing. Confidence is a belief. Confidence is actually the belief that you are going to figure things out. Okay? Nice. Yeah, that so is... The belief that you're yeah. going to figure things out, and this is actually the belief that no matter what, I'm enough, I'm safe, I am accepted, I can be exactly as I am, and that gives me that that um, self-belief that whatever comes my direction, I'm going to face it. Do I have a solution right now? Probably not. But I have that belief inside me that whatever is going to come my way, I'm going to deal with it. So I have that belief that I can I can figure things out. And that's what confidence is about. And then the more you practice it, the better you get at it. So Yeah, yeah. The belief in the abilities and capabilities and resourcefulness. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And you know, I actually think I remember one of your posts along those lines. And I commented, you know, I used to play guitar in, in a band. I'd be on stage. I could be in front of thousands of people with a guitar in my hand, very confident and calm and cool. And then as soon as I tried like speaking engagements later in my career and give me a microphone, I was always like, ah, this is a totally different game. So yeah, it can, it right. can change. But repetition like you said, I think is getting those reps in, getting through it, the preparation and practice. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love yeah. that. Such a an impactful answer there. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak one more in here uh, with you, Carmen, while we have you, because I know it will help so many people as well um, and add some value here. So, building off of that that confidence one, I'm gonna share one more here. This is, you know, people that have a lot going on. So. Maybe you are confident, maybe you are saying yes to a lot of things, and then maybe you hit points of overwhelm where it's like, I've got, now I've got too much going on here. Um, and when you have too much, sometimes you struggle with 
you know, what the important details are or quality suffers. You get, like I mentioned, the overwhelm. You, you mentioned things like um, you feel like you're failing because maybe you take on 10 things and five of them don't work out. Um, or you just start feeling all, all the, the pressure and you say, don't panic, organize. So maybe you can share with us a little bit about that for all those highly ambitious folks out there that take on a lot and then start to hit those periods of overwhelm. How do you, how do you help guide them? Right. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how um, I meet a lot of, of not only my my clients, but also my peers, coaches from various um, walks of life that go through these cycles of having too much work to do in a very short period of time, right? And then because there is too much going on, the normal reaction is to panic because it is a reaction. You're looking at, uh, especially if you're fond of to-do lists, which I'm not recommending, and that is a completely separate topic, but I'm not recommending to-do lists, okay? Yes, when, you, when you build a to-do list and you see it has 30 plus items, I mean, you cannot stay cool and see and look at that because your mind is already racing, thinking, ay, 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 we have already so much to do, we don't have enough time. And then you trigger that fight or flight response, and then you are really losing your cool, as I as I tell my my clients, and then then the biology kicks in, and then it's very very difficult to to go back and and really organize. So what the post that you displayed doesn't show is my first advice is actually breathe. Okay, before you 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 start organizing, when you say to yourself don't panic, then the next thing that you do is you breathe. Okay, because that brings back the biology working with you. Yeah, so you need to you need to master your your mind. And again, this is something that can be done by repetition and can be done by by putting the effort and being really mindful about what is going on. So when when you start breathing and that is the breath is under control, then you really need to start organizing. But how do you start it? I I I told you earlier I'm not a, a fan of of lists. I it's only one occasion when I am a fan of lists. It's exactly in these overwhelming moments when you have too much to do and too little time. And that's when right. the, the, the time is really, really uh, opportune to organize. And what do I mean by organizing is just selecting maximum three topics from everything that you need to do that are going to be the most impactful ones. And of course, the first time that you do this exercise, you're not going to get the, the, the top three things. You're not going to get them all right. Okay, and maybe sometimes you will have to get only one that is the very time sensitive one that really needs to be done right now or else. So you need to adjust it a little bit to the situation at hand. But what you need to do is by breathing, you take a little bit of a distance from that panic. And then you ask yourself, what is the most impactful task that I need to do right now? What is the top three? And then you start working through through the business. Of course, this is a very uh, simplified way of looking into how can you deal with a busy period of time. This is like a critical moment um, uh, design. So when you have those moments when you say, okay, I have two more hours, what shall I do? Before panicking, you basically breathe and organize, right? So there are other systems in place. Um, I use this a lot also in situations where I am running late. And this may help mm. the procrastinators right. out there because there are many procrastinators that would push things 
would uh, yep. push deliverables the until yep. the last minute because they they think they get that rush of oh I'm going to get the rush to do it and it's going to be perfect. It's not going to be exactly perfect because you don't have the time to iron out all the details. You don't have the time to include everything that you wanted to include if you procrastinate. And then because you still have a timeline to deliver against, that's when the time pressure is on. That's when you need to to don't panic, step back, breathe, and figure it out. What is the most important? that I should do right now. What's the best utilization of the rest of the time until I need to deliver? Yeah. So I think wow. this is, Love this is it. very powerful for, for, for procrastinators, especially the ones that use the, the time-bound goals to, to give them that kick of adrenaline of, oh, I, I'm going to leave it until the last minute. <laughs> well, I've never been the last minute person, but I have to say, I think I'm a good student of yours without really, really knowing because with our agency, you know, BAM Digital that's growing, we always have a couple busy periods of the year. Okay. April to May, end of May, mid-June is one of them. So I'm, I, you know, as as this is being recorded, it's May. We're in it. And since that busy period started, I started the top three. What are my top three things for today? And when I do the brain dump, I organize it in the categories of life. And then I got to pick the three. What's going to help the most today to set me up for a good tomorrow? So I love the approach. And uh, also the second thing I'm a good student on, I guess, Carmen, is the breathing. is something I've really been trying to work on this year. It was part of my theme for 2023 and something I had never taken seriously until this year. And I'm finding it does make a difference. So excellent, excellent advice there. Thank you so much for sharing. Hey, where do people find you, Carmen? Um, is it mostly just LinkedIn, the platform? I know you're sharing on there pretty much daily, I would say, like yeah. every day, <laughs> so consistent. Yeah. So people can find you uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, is that the best spot? On LinkedIn and also on my website, uh, www.actiontaker.me. So that's where you can find also some freebies, really interesting freebies that I've put together and articles on my blog. So go ahead and, and check out my my uh, website. So actiontaker.me. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to share such impactful and practical advice that we can all apply. Really appreciate you uh, being on today, Carmen. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me, Greg. Thank you. Have I a great day. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Be sure to check the show notes for a recap of the lessons so you can reference them as you look to apply them to your journey. Please be sure to subscribe, give it a like and a comment. It is very much appreciated. Have a great day, a great week, and let's go and grow.